0: Welcome back for episode 8 of the Peacemakers Podcast. I am your host, Lindsay Hager, and today I'm sharing with you a recent Enneagram typing session that I had with Dr. Tom LeHue. So many of you are aware that Dr. Tom is an Enneagram and relationship coach, and he has a well-known YouTube channel where he has multiple videos for each type. Um, He goes into talking about growth for each number and potential blind spots, he talks about subtypes, and just um, really anything you would want to know about Enneagram and relationships, you're going to find there on his channel. Okay, I also wanted to make sure that you all know that Dr. Tom is about to launch two Enneagram certification programs, and they're going to begin in May. And you can learn more about that on his website. Um, I will link that for you down in the show notes. He's going to talk about it a little bit at the end of the episode, but I just want to make sure if you're interested, just check his website out um, and you'll find that in the show notes. So yes, you did hear me correctly. In the opening, I said that this was an Enneagram typing session for me with Dr. Tom, so this year with COVID and all the craziness, you know, I know we've all been having stressors stressors in our own ways, um, but it's really brought up a lot of that six stress energy. Um, you know that as Enneagram Nines, we have an arrow um, connected to type six and also to type three and so typically an, a nine would you know if we're in a healthy space we're going to look like a three we're going to pull out more of that three energy like the achievement part of ourselves um, that's when we're taking the right action towards the the things that we actually need to be doing and then if we're maybe in a stressed space in our life or a stressful time. We might look more like a 6, a type 6. We might be in our heads more or just kind of second-guessing ourselves, Um, all-or-nothing thinking, that type of thing can go on. So I reached out to Dr. Tom specifically to talk about this um, typing session because he has um, a daughter that's a six. I think his mom is a six. His He has another daughter that's a nine. He just has, he's mentioned having several sixes and nines in his family. And so I could tell the way he talks about those two types on his channel that he has also a lot of compassion for those numbers and for what um, they struggle with. And um, I really, you know, it's been something that I felt a little ashamed about as well um, being out here on the Peacemakers podcast. Um, it's not called the Loyalist podcast. It's called the Peacemakers podcast. And so, um, you know, I just want to be authentic um, to who I am and I want to be true to you guys out there listening. And so um, here we are. If you guys have any questions for me or feedback or comments or anything like that, I would love to hear from you guys. Please reach out to me um, through email or Instagram or Facebook. You can find all of that down in the show notes. I would love to hear from you. Okay. Where are you located?
1: Uh, Just south of Daytona Beach. Okay. Yeah. It's so
0: funny because you like you feel like you know a person from, from watching them online. <laughs> and I never would have right. thought Daytona right. Beach.
1: Well, but. I a lot of uh my time has been in Kentucky, so I do have a little bit of a southern accent.
0: Yeah. yeah, and I did I did remember you saying Kentucky because I'm from Kentucky.
1: Oh, what part? So
0: I live in Nashville now, but um I'm from like Paducah, Western Kentucky. Grew yeah. up in um I went to Murray State and my family still lives all there. What part? are you from louisville louisville that's where my brother yeah. lives
1: yeah so do you say odin times <laughs> back in odin odin. Times? oh my gosh! Yeah. code is code outside i you know voted. Yeah.
0: i really struggle with the words mold and yeah. mode and yeah ugh. it's
1: oh it's odin modi it's
0: horrible <laughs> and i oh yeah
1: dire. you take a shower because it's gonna take you about an hour yeah. to get ready
0: <laughs> okay
1: that's
0: another story another day yeah okay when so, we have
1: time we'll have when we have time
0: with... yeah. it'll come out it will come out every once right. in a while and people are like what right. did you say right um, yeah okay right. so i i i want to thank you for coming today and um you're on the podcast you're you're on my screen right now for for zoom but you're gonna be the one leading the ship most of the time i think okay so um before we start into all of that, tell us about yourself, because um, you've just told me that you currently live in Daytona Beach. I know you have like 25 kids. kids-ish. <laughs> you always kids, say like, yeah. so-and-so's right. a six, so-and-so's a nine. I'm like, yeah. wait, he's, he's mentioned like right. 17 kids. Um, but we got, so, we
1: got everybody in our family now except a one. So one of my kids needs to marry a one.
0: Yeah, maybe not. I'm just, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Um, okay. So why don't, yeah, just tell us about yourself and how did you go? Cause you're also, are you a pastor? Right. How'd you go from yeah. being pastor to Enneagram and all of that? How's that all fit together?
1: Right. So my wife and I have been in ministry in the local church since we got married 1991. So it's been 30 years. We've been, we started as youth, youth workers, you know, and then anyway, one way or another working in churches and, um, you know, Myers-Briggs was very helpful in, because as a minister, you're always trying to understand, like, why are people doing what they're doing? Like, why is this making sense? You know, why do their lives make sense? Because people are motivated so differently. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in, in college, in seminary, you learn, of course, about DISC, you know, uh, or the, the the four animals, the otter, the beaver, the golden retriever, and mm-hmm. the lion. And that's very helpful. And then uh, you learn about Myers-Briggs and that also is extremely helpful. And I got pretty deep into that. Like I'm the guy that downloaded the 180 page manuals on every type and trying to read through and understand my wife and my kids. And, Mm -hmm. you know, and and I think that is a very useful tool. But then one one day, my daughter, my oldest daughter, Grace, who's an eight wing seven, she went to a ministry conference where they were talking about the Enneagram she came home and was like dad you need to look at this you know you need to you need to check this out because we were always talking disc and Myers-Briggs and 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 it felt like you know you're over the target but you weren't always as accurate as you as as the Enneagram would be Mm -hmm. and anyway for us but so I thought at first I just kind of blew it off like okay another personality thing whatever you know I don't really want to learn another personality thing I mean Mm -hmm. and I think uh i got like the first book i got was like the beginner's guide to understand some yellow book with cartoon pictures in it and it was Mm -hmm. funny i mean it was lots of cute little pictures of every type sitting around a dinner table and and you know read through all that and immediately knew i was a seven i looked at that i was like yep seven that one's it and Mm -hmm. and we were pretty able to tag everybody in our family i think we you know when you just learn about it, it it can be a little confusing a little overwhelming And so we thought that our nine, Kaylee, was a two like mom, but you know, nines have a way of merging and fusing Mm -hmm. with dominant people in their life.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And we thought Olivia, our six wing seven might be an eight, but she's a six. We figured it out over time. So I read through all these descriptions and I thought this is really helpful. This is really cute. This is really cool. But then You know, the Enneagram has a way of like starting to dig into you. And when it said my sin was gluttony, I thought, I'm not a glutton. This is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. What? I mean, I can think of other sins that seem like more of a struggle than gluttony. But then as I really started to think about it and reflect on it, it's like everything that I'm, that troubles me in life is just a head on top of that monster gluttony or that dragon gluttony mm, that need mm. for more that never satisfied with the way things are and and i need i need you know to purchase this this item or fulfill or finish out my collection or uh you know we're on a picnic but i'm frustrated that we're not you know whatever the next thing is we could be doing you're on a ride at disney and you think you know well let's hurry and get to the next one and yeah. you're not you're not really engaged in what you're doing as a seven, because you're focused on what's next and what's, yeah. Yeah. And, and everything, and gluttony essentially is what I need is outside of me. What I need in order to be happy and satisfied is, is not something I have. It's, it's external, it's over there. And so as soon as you grab something, your attention goes to what, what is next or what, Mm -hmm. you know, sevens are those kids that are invited to birthday parties which we've had tons of these over the years. And, uh, you know, they're the kid that everybody's watching. The You know, it's Friday night. Everybody's picked Nacho Libre, and they're all watching the movie. And there's <laughs> this there's this one kid who's, like, spinning around in circles, holding the DVD of uh, Master of Disguise, saying, I want to watch this one. I want to watch this one. Oh I want to watch When can we watch this one? And everybody's saying, we're watching one right now. Yeah, but I want to watch this one. When we can we? It's like, oh, just... Me. Be present to life, you know. Just, so even
0: as a child, that's oh how you Oh yeah,
1: care? oh yeah, yeah yeah. Um, I spent probably three years in middle school and early part of high school staring at the map at the front of the class, thinking, "I'm going to get a van and I'm going to drive to mm-hmm. California. I'm going west." And I mean, I lived in Tampa, a great city, but. Mm-hmm. All I could think was, is when I turn 16, I'm going to run away from home. I'm going to buy a van. The oldest, junkiest, I don't care. I'm going to get $500 and I'm going to drive to California and I'm just going to, you know, it's like over there, life's going to be great. Over there on the other side of the map, you know, that's where happiness is. That's where satisfaction is. And I think I'd watch like the TV show Chips, you know, Mm -hmm. where these California highway patrolmen. And I thought, look at those mountains. Look at that ocean. Look at that sunshine. Look at those beaches. Look at, you know, rock and roll, Hollywood. I didn't want to become anything. I just west you know, yeah. out there, over there.
0: Over, You want to go to the fun, wherever yeah. the excitement is. Right. Well, when I'm around a seven, I have a, a friend that's a seven and I'm like, oh my gosh, how are they like that? How can she yeah. be so exciting? And I, I mean, that's the merging part of a nine when I'm around a, a more like aggressive, um, vibrant I, personality. I'm like, oh, if I could only be like them all the time, it would just be just the best. Well,
1: what happens is think of it like this. We all have kind of a halo that comes off of us. All right. Like think in the old Bible photos, you get, everybody has a halo, right? Mm. Think of it as like your energy that you cast out, right? Yes. Yes. And it it can, if you're healthy, it can be positive. And if Mm -hmm. you're not healthy, it can be kind of negative, right? Right. So if you're around a seven, you're going to start to interact with the energy that's coming off of that seven. Mm -hmm. So you're going to start thinking things like, you know, maybe we should, maybe right. we do need to go to that thing or buy this thing. Maybe I'm missing out because I don't have Disney passes or I don't, yeah. have, I, and sevens can talk you into things when they're not really trying to, they're just sharing this cool next thing I found. Right. It, it start your, start your conversation with a seven with like, what are you into and in, into now? And they'll have something that is dominating their thinking and it's something external to themselves that they feel like if they could get that or do that then they'd be happy and satisfied
0: so once you get to disney to the place you're going with your family and you've got your six and your nine and and all these personalities are you like getting blamed because things aren't going as as well as they thought are they like oh dad
1: no sevens are gonna blame others they go to one right sevens have that line to one of frustration and anger that's tricky yeah. That because you guys are slowing us down. You guys are slowing us down. Come on. We could be going faster. We could be doing more. We could squeeze, we could, we could, you know, squeeze more into this day. If everybody would speed up, come on, let's go. Right. And yeah.
0: I see how that works. <laughs> I see how that works. Okay. Well, I'm glad you're here. And it's very weird to be talking to you because I literally have been studying your YouTube videos. I mean, I did before I was excited about like your type nine and the hundred acre wood, all those like, All the nines I talked to that have watched that, they're like, that just changed my life. It's just amazing. And it really is like the nine, if I am a nine, if I am a nine or not a nine, it definitely touched a place inside of me. Like, I felt like you knew exactly who you were talking to.
1: Right. Um, It's taken some time to get there, you know, because when I first started out and when I first started out my channel. Essentially, as a seven, I was driving my wife crazy with talking about enthusiastically talking about the enneagram, mm-hmm. and she said, "You know, why don't you make a YouTube channel? In other words, like, why don't you tell somebody else about all that this?" That is
0: so funny. What <laughs> number is she?
1: She's a two wing one. Oh, yeah, so
0: funny.
1: Yeah, so she's smart lady. Why don't you do that? You know, in why don't you extrovert somewhere else? We'll just, you yeah, know, put yeah, you over in the- right. Right. The
0: back office.
1: Right. And so I thought, okay, well, I'm not going to start this channel like I'm an expert. I'm going to start this channel like I'm learning this Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: I'm going to document, you know, we're going to learn it together. And I just took that approach. Like, I'm just figuring all this stuff out and trying to understand it. And I'm going to document that journey. And I'm still documenting that journey Mm -hmm. because it's just layers after layers after layers. We just keep... You know, getting into more and more information. I I was reading a book this week um that I I I have and I hadn't picked it up. It's just on my shelf waiting. And I picked it up and I started reading it. And I was just blown away at the next level of depth um, that that I'm that I'm reading. And it's you know of the enneagram. Great, yeah, What's yeah, it of called? the types. It's Helen Palmer's book. Um, I forget the name of it. It's one of those book. like Enneagram and love and work or something like that. Okay. And it's, it's a red cover. And mm-hmm. I started reading, you know, type three and type four in relationships. And that chapter on type four, I was like, this is just gold. I mean, this is just mm. so helpful. So inter- And it's going to yeah. come out in the next video that I do was beyond. That's on awesome. Four. And some of that information I'm sure will be in there.
0: Yeah. My husband's a type four and it's been really good for us. Now, um, being a nine or a six, if I'm a nine, I'm a (laughs) withdrawal, withdrawal, or if I'm a six, I'm reactive and he's a withdrawer, right? Anyway, that's, that's, that's a whole piece there. Okay. That's why I'm doing
1: the, the certificate and relationship coaching. Yes. I'm very interested in that too.
0: So maybe, (laughs) maybe you can share that like at the end, we'll let you tell us about your certificate program. Yeah. So, um, so here's why I reached out to you. So I know that you have a lot of great videos on, I've watched all your nine videos, but I've started watching your six, videos also so that's why it's weird seeing you on my screen because you're actually like talking back and it's, it's very strange and um, I, I just knew that because you have all these nines and sixes in your family and I just felt like you were gonna be able to to I don't know I don't know I don't know if I'm looking to leave here with an answer like am I a nine or a six it's okay if I don't know it's just I want more of the piece of the puzzle more more information Okay. Okay. So, um, so, and also when I started the podcast and the Enneagram nine stories community a year ago, I did it with the best of intentions thinking I am a peacemaker. I, 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 I want to bring peace. I feel like I, I, I thirst for peace. You know, that's, that's kind of the way I, I see the world. Like I'm a counselor. That's why I wanted to go into counseling field. Um, but, I I, know I sent this to you in the email. I'll just touch on it for a little bit, but I have had several life things happen. Um, Well, for one, I have a diagnosis of um, ADHD and anxiety and medicated for both of those. And then I've had just some life circumstances of parents' divorce and some death in the family um, that has caused me to want to work on myself. And so I've been to therapy several different times for different reasons. And then, you know, going through becoming a counselor and going through a counseling program, you're having to dig into yourself through that also. Um and so I just I I very much am like a absorber of let me get to know myself, let me help others get to know themselves. Like I love that world. And so that's why I started to do what I did with the um the podcast and stuff, but then this past year, I've gone through another kind of life circumstance with a family member that's going through a, a divorce. And the way I've reacted in their lives of trying to protect and, um, you know, solve the puzzle and strategize and whatever, it's, it's, it's been unhealthy, but then it's also, brought into my mind like oh gosh you kind of do this when I look back to all of these big life circumstances that I had to survive through I kind of did that every single time like when my mom died I was like here I'm gonna come and save the day I'm gonna come and you know rally rally all the the troops and make this safe for everyone and figure out all the problems and and it it feels very not nine not, not nine-ish it feels very like like I'm I'm in the forefront and I don't really love it but I know that I can do it type of thing um so that's why I reached out to you because I just I want to be authentic to what I'm doing on the podcast and to my with my people and I just want to know myself better I guess
1: right yeah so. i mean and that's that's i think why we're on this journey is trying to understand ourselves and the enneagram is cool cuz it doesn't just tell us like here's, here's where you're at. It tells you also like, here's what growth looks like for you. And it points you in a direction, whether you realize it or not. Um, You know, let me, let me show you what I mean. Okay. So if you're a nine, you know, I mean, that's a very different motivation than a six. Um, Nines are motivated, as you know, I think to toward peace, comfort, harmony, and tranquility. It's like, that's the engine that's driving a nine. Mm -hmm. And they're as motivated as any other type. So the idea that like, oh, my nine won't get motivated, they won't pick a major in college, they won't, you know, uh, get a job, or they won't, uh, they're just kind of like stuck in the house, they won't, they look slothy or lazy or whatever. And certainly not all nines look lazy. I mean, um, so especially social nines don't look Mm -hmm. lazy. But but nines have a sense of like losing themselves, like not hearing their own voice and not knowing necessarily what their dreams or desires are and then making those happen. It kind of feels like, well, yeah, I have these dreams, but, you know, they're not that big a deal and they, they aren't necessarily worth pursuing. And I'm OK and content with with, with these other, you know, if worked works out or doesn't work out and nines often have that struggle of well if i can't see that it's going to be a success then is it really worth the the effort or the time you know to to go after something i've had a lot of nines i've talked to that that have had dreams of starting things and have even done some legwork, but they weren't guaranteed it was going to really be a success so is it really worth doing and my question always is is like you know people every day do things that they enjoy and never think about it being a success. Right. Um, They just do it because they're hobbies. They just do it because they enjoy it. Mm -hmm. So if, if, if it's something you enjoy and something you think you'll like doing like this podcast or like a YouTube channel or whatever, Mm -hmm. if you enjoy doing it, then that is successful, whether it hits a huge market or not, that's kind of inconsequential, you know, that's icing on the cake if you're enjoying it. Mm -hmm. Um, so nines, nines are very driven a hundred percent of the time toward what will bring about peace and harmony. And when they're, when they're not doing well, when they're in low health or average health or, and realize, I think most people, you, you are going to be somewhat of an exception because, you know, not everybody's gone through counseling degrees and, you know, seminary and are 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 consciously working on developing themselves. Most people right. aren't. Most people are just watching Mori Povich and eating pizza, you know? I mean they're yeah. they're not they're not developing themselves per se. They're just getting through life. And so on average people just like physically are kind of unhealthy right now, mentally and psychologically and all these other things, people are pretty unhealthy usually. So mm-hmm. an unhealth an a low health nine or average health nine or you know, it, you're going to see them trying to go after whatever they think will secure and maintain their own peace, happiness, harmonize with others, and and their own tranquility. So, for example, if there's conflict at work, or there's a troublesome person in their life, you'll see them withdraw, withdrawn type, you'll see them withdraw away from that situation, because there's discomfort over there. You know, there's this creepy guy at work that says these creepy things. So I think I'll just go around the other side of the building and go in through the exit door Mm because I just don't want to have that confrontation. So there's Mm -hmm. a very motivated nine pursuing their own peace Mm -hmm. in, in that effort or harmonizing with people. If you've got somebody that's big and strong and powerful and they're going to be dominant, you know the 9 you'll see them working to harmonize with that person and they say to you hey lindsay i need you to help me move boxes on saturday i don't have anybody to help and would you be willing to come and help me move boxes cuz i don't i need somebody and you know you told me once before that you would be willing to help if i ever needed anything and in that moment the 9 just feels like almost like they have to say sure yes I'll come help you move boxes on Saturday Mm
0: -hmm. when
1: if they could just and here's the sloth if they could just listen to themselves for a moment they would clearly hear they don't want to move boxes for this jerk on Saturday they don't want to give up their Saturday and move boxes but they almost feel compelled like I must say yes that other person's you know, desires are the priority, and I need to harmonize with that, or they're going to be upset with me, and, you know, they, they're they feeling this very passionately, and ultimately, you know, I don't really care, I, and so you'll see the nine, like, telling themselves rather than listening to themselves, telling themselves, you know, I don't really mind, and they didn't have anybody, and, you know, I was going to go to the gym, now I won't have to go to the gym, and they'll try to, like, rationalize why why what they're doing is really what they wanna do. And and
0: yeah.
1: I didn't just end up in nursing school because somebody took me by the hand and said, hey, this would be a great job for you. No, I, I really wanted to do this, I think. And the nine mm-hmm. kind of just ends up in places where other people sort of lead them. If they're not careful, if they're not healthy and they're not aware, and they're not thinking about these things, nines just harmonize with people. They tend to picture frame around what people need. They don't think of themselves as a real picture. They they're like, well, what you need me to be now, you know, and that, and that makes nine so easy to get along with. And, 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 you know, because they do kind of limit themselves to Uh be in the lives of others, but their you know, their fear is if I don't do that, other people with, will withdraw their love from me. If I don't, Mm -hmm. if I'm not content living under the stairs, right? Harry Potter, Mm -hmm. then I'll get kicked out of the house. So I just need to just be quiet and just, you know, it's okay if, you know, the what's his name has two bedrooms, at least I've got a place under the stairs. And if I speak up, whatever little bit of love is left for me will be, will be withdrawn
0: from me. Now I'll say that when I, when I think about a lot of what you just said, I'm like, yes, like I definitely would be the one to you know, go down a different hallway. If I'm going to avoid the creepy guy at the end of the hallway, like I'm going to go this way. don't want to have an uncomfortable conversation or don't want to have to say, I'm sorry, I have to leave. You know, I want to be kind. And so I would do that, like that type of thing. So a lot of, and I can, I, I want to kind of write down some examples you're saying, cause I, you're, you're hitting some bullet points for me as far as the nineness. When, when you talk about the, um, like the meek part of the nine the Harry Potter meek like well at least i've got a place and yeah they do have two but there's a part of me that's like that bring that brings out like a bear inside of me that's like no that is not just i'm going to have and i haven't always been that way so that's the confusing part like I, did, I I need a place that's good for me. I don't need to be underneath the staircase. That's not fair. That's not, this isn't comfortable. Like, and, and so I, I know I've been starting to come out of my shell and like speak up for myself more. So how do you, um, how do you figure out if it's like, that's just me being stronger as a nine well, and maybe I've practiced that a little more or.
1: Yeah. The problem what? is like, let's say you're a nine wing one, which if you are a nine, you sound like a nine wing one. Okay. So that mean your dominant wing is, you know, do the right thing, be responsible. Don't leave a mess for others. Don't be a problem for others. And the moment you feel like you're not doing that well, the six that you have aligned to will kind of bark at you back into that do the right thing like other people will turn against you if you don't if you misbehave and you cause a problem if you make a scene other people will be upset with you and you will lose connections with people so that with with a typical nine wing one they're going to hear a lot of the one stuff and they're going to hear a lot of the six stuff Mm -hmm. but you know the enneagram is cool because it's if you're a nine wing one it's pointing to you like what growth would look like it's saying eight, 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 eight eight is your balancer. You don't, you don't look at an airplane and say, Hey, look at that airplane. And also the wings, Mm
0: -hmm. you you
1: just look at the wings as a part of the airplane. Right. If you're a nine, you have two wings. The other wing is the eight wing Mm -hmm. and the eight, you know, is there because you need it. It's not they are arbitrarily like you know it's not like oh well it just happens that an 8 is the wing of the 9 mm-hmm. it could have been anything but you know it just arbitrarily was there no i don't think so i think the 8 if you think about an 8 they need a 7 and a 9 wing to balance out all of that dominant eightness you know if you yeah. have an an 8 you know it can be a very dominant bull in a china shop type person mm-hmm. if they're not very healthy so they have a 9 wing that says to them why don't you just not say anything. Maybe it's not your turn to talk. Maybe they don't need your help. Maybe you should just let this go. And maybe you can't control it. All stuff that a nine just intuitively understands. Mm -hmm. And then the other wing of an eight is a seven, which is saying, lighten up, man. Why does it always have to be a fight? Why can't you just laugh at yourself? Why, Mm -hmm. Why can't you be more personable and charming and just, you know, be fun at parties? Why does this have to be who, who scheduled this party? Why is this on my calendar? What time are we leaving? You know, right. Yeah. You get, you get that seven stuff there to just kind of saw. So when you think about a nine on the one hand, you have a one And I'm, when I talk to nine wing eights, the one stuff, they feel all of the anxiety. When you start talking about to-do lists and getting your work done by the end of Friday before you go home for the weekend and prioritizing and scheduling stuff, all stuff ones Mm -hmm. do without thinking about it, Mm -hmm. delegating work, all of that one stuff nine eights, they start to feel all of the six anxiety. When I talk to nine wing ones and you talk about eight stuff, like confronting people,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: telling people, I'm sorry, I can't help you with that. And not giving them reasons because nines love to give all their saga. Yeah. 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 You just, if you were to just say to me, uh, yeah, Tom, sorry, I can't help you move boxes on Saturday. You have every right to control your life. The eight is telling you that. Hey, Lindsay, you have every right to control your calendar. If you don't want to do something, tell him I don't want to do it. You don't Mm -hmm. have to explain to him why. See, if you're a nine, right? you 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 project we all project our personality out into the world as Mm -hmm. though everybody thinks like us Mm -hmm. so one of the superpowers of the nine is the ability to see other people's perspectives they don't see their own perspective very well they tend to shut all that down because if you were to hear your voice it would feel like problems that needed to be dealt with and you don't want to deal with problems as a nine you want peace Mm -hmm. so you tend to project out like if other people just understood my perspective then they wouldn't be upset with me. So let me give them seven reasons why I'm not able to help them with their boxes. And they'll, they'll, they'll surely they'll understand. But right. other people don't care about your perspective. Some people just want you on their agenda. And when you start saying, well, I can't help you because I got to take my dog to the vet, all they're hearing is, uh, let me solve that problem for you. I'm a problem solver, I'll solve that problem and get you back on my agenda doing what I want you to do. Stuff you would never do as a nine. A nine right. would never do that to other people. You would just accept, oh, well, he had something else he had to do. It's none of business of mine. It's fine. You know, it's no big mm-hmm.
0: All right. So talk to me about six. So okay. you, you've given me a good good overview. I'm going to take notes because okay. I'm going <laughs> to forget right. all this.
1: Okay. So, you know, the nine, when they're not, when they're under stress, you're, they're going to look like a six. They're mm-hmm. going to start doing six things. Like like uh, one of the first things I think about sixes is they want to know, what do you think? Does this make sense to you? Nine, sixes are problem solvers. They're some of the best problem solvers of any of the Enneagram types. The problem is, is they have this glitch that they're not necessarily sure that that they can come to a conclusion for themselves with their own problems. So if you go to a six and you say, um, hey, I've got this. Should I move to Kansas? Should I move to Missouri? Should I take job A or job B? Sixes are exactly the people you want to talk to because they will they will problem solve with you. Mm-hmm. But when they're faced with the same dilemma, they have a hard time really feeling like they're they've come to the conclusion and they're sure they're right. They know what to do. They just they it's hard for them to have peace about mm-hmm. that decision. Okay, so when a nine is not doing well. Or when a nine is under stress, let's say, for example, you're in charge of some committee and you feel like everything's going great, but then somebody throws a monkey wrench in it and and they tell you, hey, Lindsay, we're just not happy. We don't feel like our voice is being heard. And we're just, you know, upset with how the last party went and nobody got notified. All of a sudden now that nine who was at peace is going to start looking like a six saying, okay, well, what do you guys think? Do you guys think that for our next party that we should cater or should we stop at the grocery store and pick up food or should we bake what do you that stuff sixes do sixes always want to know what do you think does this make sense to you they're looking kind of for the people with experience where fives want the facts they want the the data they want you know the 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 raw data and analysis you know what do all the studies and surveys say sixes are much more folksy and that they kind of want to talk to somebody who bought one and actually <laughs> drives it and ex- has experience with it. And they want to know grandma's wisdom. Like, well, what do you think? I mean, I want to talk to a real person that actually knows, that's tried this. I want to talk to somebody who's raised kids and get yeah. their perspective. So they sixes are very interested in, in the experts' opinion, like, what do you think? What does this make? And they need to talk that out to feel like that they're coming to a conclusion with this. Nines, yeah. nines are naturally at peace with stuff unless they're under stress. Then you'll see a nine look like that six. You know, well, what I guess we need to get everybody on the team to agree before mm-hmm. we move forward, right? Yeah. Six so, are, if I ahead. can,
0: if I can interrupt, so. A dilemma that I have here is because I've mentioned the anxiety and the ADHD. So, so ADHD, um, and it's so interesting reading, like being in different nine groups on Facebook, because people talk like, talk about maybe I have ADHD. Whoa. These are a lot of these, like not being able to get things done and checking out and, you know, being unmotivated sound like that. And, um, and then anxiety, You know, also with, I have dealt with fear my whole life. I've dealt with, um, with just fears that I mostly kept to myself. Like I've never been a real anxious person to go out and ask other people things of how they can help me solve my anxiety. It's just all internal and I'm just trying to work it out. Um, It wasn't until I was in my twenties and thirties and going through, therapy and stuff that I actually started opening up. Now I watched your video about um, nines um, or how we can use our arrow number, the highs and the lows of that number. Like your nines can use six high and low or kind of like calling on that number is how you said it, I think. And you talked about, you know, nines re- or sixes really reach out to people. So nines, you really need to be reaching out, calling right. if you're having They're issues, warranted. process, yeah. process that. And that is totally correct. Like I have got to get this internal angst outside of me and let somebody ask me lots of questions so I can process it. And then I'm like, OK, I see I, I, I'm i more objective about things now. Um, but like. In my household, growing up, I was the youngest child, and um, my sister's a nine. Uh, I think my brother's a five. I'm a something, and but I, I the role that I played in my family was just youngest. Little Like my dad was a pastor, cute little, you know, the little girl in church that was running around and everybody was like, oh, there's Lindsay wearing her frilly little dress. You know, I just like smiled at everyone and just played the cute role. Like I just, that's the, the role that I, I fell into the youngest child. And I knew how to be daddy's little girl. And I knew this, what I was doing, but I will say, and I, and dad, if you're listening, I, I hate talking about this, but, but um, because I would never want my dad to think that he failed me but because ultimately i think that everyone's just trying to do their best you know what i'm saying yeah but it's like when it comes to how we're parenting our kids we never know what they truly need who they were born to be and what their needs were like if they were born having a bent towards fear if they were born having a bent towards you know anxiety or whatever so I, I was a very fearful child. And as I'm looking back, I just kept all that fear inside. And I, I wish, in hindsight, it would have been nice to have had somebody um, really like walk with me through those fears. And it's, so you're safe. It's okay. I'm here. And like really nurture that. And um, like I have, my husband, Jonathan, and I have a daughter. Um, she's seven. And um, I'll, I'll share two situations like this. Since I've been an adult that that somebody came in and rescued someone and it like touched a place in me that I was like wanted to cry immediately. So she um Haley was having a bellyache. It was a few weeks ago, and she's she hasn't really struggled with a lot of ailments and so she's like oh my stomach And I was I was trying to like okay well let's lay down let's go to the bathroom let's all the medicine whatever and she was just like oh and everything I was giving her was very I, I was panicky inside trying to stay calm because I knew she had never experienced the pain she was having but I was just I, I don't think I was coming to her with any strength I think she needed strength and I was just trying to like okay, well, it could be this and you're going to be okay. It's all right. We'll figure this out. And finally I was like, Hey, Jonathan, come here. And he came in. And as soon as he saw the panic on her face, he said, Haley, you are okay. I promise you this is going to be okay. And she just, just like immediately stopped crying. You could just see her get calm. And it just, even now talking about it, I'm like, Oh my gosh, like, that is, there's something about that safety and security that he gave her in that moment that I feel like is a, a hole in my heart in some ways or a lacking place in myself. Had another situation at work where I was um, um, just dealing with a, you know, kind of disgruntled parent and I was freaking out a bit and my coworker and I uh, had a good trusting relationship and she just looked at me and said, do not let this parent ruin your day this is just one parent I mean she just like spoke to me like she was the voice of God and it was that same thing like oh I just thank you so much I just needed that I just needed you just tell me I was safe and so I don't know do you see peacemakers and if I kind of have felt like I'm either a nine a social nine or a social six um, just in reading the descriptions and watching your videos, but, um, do you see peacemakers talk a lot about safety and fear and, and this need for, for that type of thing?
1: Well, I think I've seen plenty of nines struggling with anxiety, mm-hmm. um, when things aren't going well, that's pretty common. Um, you know, one of the, when somebody, like if somebody says, well, I might be a six, I might be a one. I say, oh, okay, well, if you're a one, how does anger show up? And they might think of a few things. And I'll say, what about anxiety? Oh, yeah, anxiety is a lot more than anger. And they okay. would say, okay, well, let's assume then you're a six. It could be a nine because nines do, I think, and other types do too. Fours tell me that they struggle a lot with anxiety. and But, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think of nines as anxious that something's going to be a problem like nines don't want problems. They don't want to have to deal with problems. I I know I'm making very general statements, so I'm sure that there's some nines out there that love problems, but (laughs) nines, nines don't want to be a problem and they don't want to have to necessarily deal with problems. And so you'll see a nine really get upset if you keep bringing a problem to them. If you say like, for example, Hey, did you get that insurance bill in? Cause you know, it's gotta be in by the end of the week. And then the next day, Hey, when are you going to get that insurance bill? And, it, and it's like nines are willing for you to have a problem and they will sit there and help you and let you talk all you want. They'll be patient with you as long as it's clear that the problem is yours. If, if I start to hand that problem to you, You'll see a nine tend to want to retreat to go toward their peace and comfort. They don't want to have a problem.
0: Mm-hmm. Sixes,
1: sixes, on the other hand, are kind of turning things that aren't into problem, aren't problems into problems. Hmm. And so sixes aren't necessarily afraid of problems or dealing with problems. They tend to create them even when they're not there you know they tend to see things as problems when they aren't necessarily problems. Mm-hmm. Nines nines have a tendency to not see a problem even though it is a problem. You yeah. know and you're like, "Wake up, nine, this is actually something you need to show up for." They don't want to see it as a problem or as their problem. Sixes right. on the other hand are going to see things, you know, that aren't even necessarily actually in front of them, mm-hmm. they perceive that those could pop up. And you're, you're, you're thinking all the time, like, this is not a problem. Why, why do we keep worrying about this problem that may or may not even happen with a nine? Why don't you worry something about the actual <laughs> problem that's in front of you? And yeah. in, in a sense, you know, that, that six is warning the nine, like you need to care about what I care about, or you're going to end up feeling what I'm feeling.
0: Mm-hmm. And,
1: And the nine needs to you know, maybe have a strategy like a six, make sure they have a safety plan, make sure they stay connected to others, make sure they are asking other people, what do you think, does this make sense? Because the nine is sort of like in the place of peace, even though they don't deserve to be, really the six deserves to be in that place of peace because they've done all of the the legwork. And when they finally feel like they've done enough and they've got enough assurance, you'll see them in that place of peace and they've actually kind of like worked hard to be there
0: and right. the nine
1: is just there occupying the space when maybe they should be a little more concerned
0: yeah for yeah. sure now I am I'm definitely an over preparer I um the six wing if I'm a six the six wing five like I definitely resonate with that like I I like to read, I like to get all the information and then if I hear some something else and I'm like, oh, that that too. I need to I need to add that in here. And um you said something in a video like I well, this this is a confusing thing about the merging. So 9's merge, but then also 6's um they're gathering information and may, they, might, they might not feel so sure in their their like uh, understanding of it or their ability to conceptualize it or be capable of sharing it. And so what I'm saying is I found myself in my, when I worked in a school setting as a counselor, I would be gather I'd have to talk to parents, to kids, to teachers. And I'm like this middleman and everyone I talked to would be giving me new information, And I felt like I was merging with them, like, okay, we're good. You and I are good, right? Okay, and and I'm I'm on your team, and you're telling me the information. Then I go to this group, and I'm like, okay, this is what they said. And then it's like I merge with all of these little groups, and then I'm also like, well, what do I, what's my input into all this? How do I feel about all of this? Should I even tell them my opinion? Because it doesn't really matter. I mean, they're they're the ones trying to figure it out. But um, but then my my opinion could also shift based on what that le- one person could give me a really hard, great argument as to why this kid needs to leave the building and go to alternative school, and I'm like, yeah, you make a lot of good points. And then I go over here, and then they bring out all this compassion in me, and I'm like, yeah, they need to stay.
1: <laughs> <It's> all all <laughs> of what you said is a very nine. Yeah, it's very nine-ish. And that's one of the things that can frustrate people that are working with or living with nines is the nine can sort of seem like they're blown by the wind. Like, you know, if they whoever they talk to last. Yes. Whoever got their ear last. And so I think you and I are both on the same page that we're going to choose green for the wall. Right. And yes, we're going to choose green. But then, you know, Uncle Billy comes in and talks to you and sort of convinces you that red might be a good option. And then you and I now are are at odds. But mm-hmm. I think another big distinction between sixes and nines is sixes very much want to be on a team,
0: mm-hmm.
1: especially a six wing five. They are defenders of their team, right? So six—I mean sixes want to feel like they're connected to a team of people that will support them, of people that you know, are for them and will have their back nines don't necessarily ever feel like they're really on a team. Nines tend to feel like they are not in a Jersey. They're in a referee uniform. And Mm -hmm. it's like, you know, sixes are no, we wear, we're the green team. Everybody that wears the green teams on my team. Right. And watch out for those red teams. Those people You know, you can put in the word Republican, Democrat or Presbyterian and Methodist, whatever you can put in all those categories. But sixes are very much the jersey wearing banner waving. We're all on this side together on the side of what's right. Right, gang. Right, gang. (laughs) And and they want the nine. You can see a nine stuck between two sixes and the six, if you of six was married to a nine, they could get very frustrated with the nine because I don't feel like you're a hundred percent on my team. And what the nine would need to say and communicate is I don't see life like that. I don't, I, I don't play on teams. I, they're more of an observer to life. Now they shouldn't just observe life, but they do have an ability to see both sides and realize that that insulates them away from taking action Mm because if you see both sides then i don't really need to choose a side i don't really need to you know and that that it's a self-defensive thing right is i really can see both sides where i don't think a six can see both sides they see this side is the side that's safe now if somebody from the red team gets your ear long enough It can Mm -hmm. make a six sort of scratch their head like maybe I maybe I am maybe I haven't thought this through maybe I'm not right about this maybe I'm not and it will cause some angst but when red team goes away green team is going to go back to green team or switch to red team
0: Mm
1: -hmm. nines don't necessarily ever land on a team okay they just
0: okay so what about um sixes and an anger you said this today on a video well it was an old video but i was watching it um you said that sixes will often pay play the people pleaser role which i do uh, nines obviously do that also um but they do it because they want to avoid someone else's anger they have fear of someone else's anger coming out so they're trying to kind of navigate that and I saw, I see that in myself too. And I'm just like, I, I, I just, I feel like there's these, just these little, um. I feel like there is a sh- strategy part of the six and I am a very much a thinker. Like I'm thinking and strategizing and how can I make this system better? And I know that can be a one wing that can look very like much like a one. Um, but, it, but is there like a, what's the social six look like in terms of how they're strategizing and, um, cause I don't feel like I, I reach out to people a lot for support.
1: Right. I like probably a six,
0: need to, like but a I don't.
1: Wing, a six wing seven might be a little bit more friendly, outgoing, and feel like I'm safe and secure because I've got my network of people around me, where a six wing five is like, no, I'm I'm in the right belief group. I'm in the right, you know, I adhere to the right manual with all of the people that all wear the same emblem and we're all agreeing that patriotism or conservatism, we're on the side of right. And so we follow the manual, the policy manual,
0: mm-hmm. you know?
1: And yeah. so- Right. That sounds very, that resonates with you.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that when I start a new job, multiple jobs that I've started, um, I, I feel like where's the manual? Like someone right. needs to tell me all the things. And if I'm training someone in a job, I'm very much a manual type of person. Here's the manual or don't you worry. I got you. I'm going to walk you through each step of this and you're going to know the way. When I when I was a school counselor, I would give tours to parents and kids and I would give them so much dang information. They were like, like some parents loved me and others were like, Oh, great. Thanks. We just wanted a a, you know, a brochure or whatever. Right. But I'm giving them all of it because I'm like, because I know what it's like to be new and I know what it's like to to want to have. And I I have a lot of questions, so I'm sure they do too. Um so doesn't that sound like a six?
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Right. It does. Yeah. I can see why you're stuck. I can see why yeah. there's, a, or there's a dilemma.
0: So you know, go ahead. No, go ahead. So um, I told you that I had a very stressful situation this year. And as I looked back to um, after my my parents got divorced, um, like I, I was the youngest child. I was 20. I, I, I went hardcore on my mom. Like, are you sure you're supposed to be doing this? This is the wrong thing. And it was very it's gross looking back at it. Um, the pressure that I was putting on her to not leave and like save our family and save really my stability. Um, And growing up in a pastor home, like I just never thought that would happen. And so um, I went hardcore into that, fix it. You know, I got, I got to say this, I got to fix this. And then my mom passed away a few few years later. And I think that has, has a lot to do with my healing also, because that was a big jump from me being like a very hardcore pushing against her to like literally helping take care of her when she was sick. So that was, you know, I dealt with a lot of that, um, in a good way, you know, facing that part of me. Um, but then this issue this past year that I've been dealing with, I just, I find that I have, I will do the Let's, let's figure out all the things that could go wrong and let's research, let's research the things and let's just, you know, get ourselves as safe as possible. So then we, when we get there, we're going to feel pretty good walking in that we've got our things in line. Um, but those are all stressful situations. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So how do you know if it's a, that it's, you're a nine in just a really stressful time period or you're a six, that's just being a six.
1: Yeah. I mean, from everything you've said, you know, from just this short, brief encounter, I would probably roll the dice and say chances are you're a six. That
0: roll that, the dice and say I'm yeah, a six? Whoa! Okay.
1: I, I, I mean, I would, if I had to tip the scale one direction or the other, without actually like going through, you know, everything I tend to go through with coaching appointments, mm-hmm. is I, I I would say you you know, all things considered you grew up in a good home, you have a great education, you're very much into, you know, self-improvement, self-actualization, being the best version of yourself, healthy relationships, it's far more likely in my opinion that you're a six that really leans in or connects to that nine, to a mm-hmm. healthy place, then that you're a nine that is extremely unhealthy all the time living in this sixth place. Okay. And like what you described with your mom is, you know, sounds very six ish, very sweet and salty, you know, I'm, sweet
0: and salty. Yeah. When you yeah. said that, I was like, mm.
1: yeah, it's yeah. like, I'm, I'm, I'm for you. I'm for you. I'm for you. What I find out that you're not for us. I'm against you. I'm against you. I'm against you. Know? <laughs> and, and sixes are very much like that. They tend to be, you know, they tend to exhaust us other types with all of their help and their questions and their, and what about this? And have you thought this through? And let me show you all of the information that you need to know, because you got that five wing. Let me show you all the information. Let me help you by showing you all the information and stuff that you don't realize and stuff that maybe you, that, you know, I don't see nines doing a lot of that, you know?
0: Right. Um, I'll say this though, because I feel I, I that's why I don't want to be a six. <laughs> what you just said is why I don't want to be a six. And don't, I don't, I saw the look, I saw the
1: yeah, as soon as you You're as like, soon as you ah, as you
0: soon, don't want to be a six. As,
1: as soon as you uh one of them becomes painful, chances are that's the actual type.
0: Okay, so but let me say this. <laughs> okay. Um I um lost my train of thought. I don't want to be a six. Okay. Because the six in my mind is like before they make a decision, they're like they're, they're asking a lot of questions outwardly to other people. Like all, all the questions I'm asking, I'm, I'm working on it on my own. It's all internal anxiety and I'm doing all that work internally. And so I don't want to be annoying. Right. And I don't think any, I honestly
1: that other people will be upset with me.
0: Yeah. Now, and I don't want to stick. I don't want to stick out as being annoying. I don't want to be like, oh, here's her question again. Like, here we go. And so I literally have not asked questions through, through time. And so when you say that sixes can start to kind of get on your nerves and do that, I'm like, "But I don't do that. I don't want to get on anyone's nerves. And I, I try not to. Right.
1: And you've learned over time that it's getting on people's nerves. Right and a nine is not going to learn that I'm getting on people's nerves because they don't get on people's nerves. (laughs) Nines are not over. They're not not over asking all the questions. They're not worried about the exam. They're not digging into how do we know this for sure, professor Brown, and you might be leading us off a cliff and I need to research this again. They're not doing all that, all that stuff. So they don't have to tell themselves, Oh, limit yourself because you know, if you feel yourself limiting yourself then your natural impulse then is a six natural impulse not a nine natural impulse you're telling yourself stop doing this people are going to be upset with me because it's happened in the past you know people have told me yeah i see what you're saying right
0: you said something on a video you said that um nines or you said sixes will leave a meeting and they'll go out to work with their buddies and be like, "Oh my gosh, I was just wanting to say this." And I was like, "Oh. Yeah. And just a few trusted friends, you know, I could I could just let loose my anger and my annoyance and my Okay, I do want to ask you one last question. Is that okay? Yeah. Okay. So, um talk to me cuz you mentioned in a video about like sixes and their thinking center and how they separate it from their feeling and their action and then nines and tell talk talk about those two things
1: okay so if you look at the if you look at the enneagram right we're all in one of three different triads the feeling action or doing feeling and shame worth doing action gut thinking. Okay. Mm -hmm. So fear. So we're all in these, one of these three. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I'm a seven. So I'm in the thinking group, but right next to me, the closest group next to me is the doing group. Okay. And then the farthest away from me is the feeling group. So you can kind of, you can kind of imagine that thinking is going to come first I'm going to try to deal with my fear because I'm in a fear group. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to try to deal with my fear by thinking about what actions will give me the feeling I'm looking for. So what do sevens want? Happiness. That's a feeling. Mm -hmm. Okay. What are they doing? They're coming up with all kinds of things we could do to be more happy. Okay. You see how that worked? Yeah. Okay. So uh, sixes are on the triangle
0: Mm -hmm. where
1: you're in the center and the people in the center, It wouldn't it be nice if you were just balanced, right? It was like thinking, feeling, and action, but see, you're in the thinking group and you're equally removed from the action and the feeling group. So what that means is the people in those triangles, they tend to operate in one or the other but not simultaneously both. So they t- for a six they would tend to operate in, in feeling and action, or thinking,
0: mm-hmm. and kind
1: of swap between those two. Okay. So, what are you feeling? Fear. Okay. So fear is the problem. So we're feeling anxious, worried, and we're taking action that mm-hmm. will alleviate that fear. Yeah. So your brain works in like okay, this could happen we could lose our job. We might lose our house. We could be invaded by Poland. You know, whatever it is, you've got these fears. uh, The price of meat is going to go up. There's Mm -hmm. not going to be water, clean water available. And it's like, okay, so the fear, and then immediately what comes next? Action, fear and action. So you start taking actions to alleviate your fears. Yep. And then somebody over here on the side taps your shoulders and says, let's think about this for a minute and the thinking has been separated from the feeling and the action. And okay. so if you if you're drawn over to think about it for a second. In other words, if you could pause for a minute before I take any actions, before I just jump into I need to call somebody, I need to go to the store, I need to cut out these coupons, I need to I need to order now. Before I do that, let me just think about this for a minute.
0: Let mm-hmm. me
1: just think about it. And if I could just think about it, I might realize I don't really need to take any action. What I'm a, what I'm fearing when I think about it isn't really necessarily something I need to worry about. Yeah. You know, one of one of the great revelations of the enneagram is if you were another type, would this be bothering me right now? That's a powerful thought. In other words, this is where it does get a little metaphysical, and I stay I tend to stay away from the metaphysical, ethereal stuff, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm very practical. I'm a seven. I'm very practical. Like, how does this help people? Okay. Mm -hmm. But one of the ethereal metaphysical things that I really think is very helpful is, is the Enneagram shows you, you don't have this number tattooed on you anywhere. So why do you limit your thinking to these pulses and compulsions. You don't need to. In mm-hmm. other words, you're a computer and the six or the nine is your software. And it's not always working in your best interest. So sometimes you just need to override it. So this is what this would look like. Sometimes my problem is whatever I'm upset about or angry about or feeling like I need to go do, sometimes the reality is my problem is I'm just a seven feeling seven stuff.
0: hmm
1: and when I realize that it doesn't need to have such a dynamic hold on me, like mm-hmm. it starts to relax and loosen its grip a little bit. When I realize my problem is not that my husband doesn't care about me. No, my problem is, is I'm a two feeling two things, mm-hmm. or it's not that everything is cluttered and nobody cares and nobody wants to work and nobody. The problem is I'm a one feeling one thing. Right. And when I that realized is huge. And when I realize that, it helps me say, you know, there's kind of a toddler in charge of my thinking right now. (laughs) It's my impulses and compulsions are telling me this is the right way to think. And this is the right way to do things. And anybody that doesn't see things this way is bad, wrong and corrupt. And it helps you realize, you know, um, I do have a lot of choices in life. And one of the choices is to just be present to life as it is yeah not as I fear it might be or as I would like it to be and when I'm really upset really hurt imagine a four for example a social four okay they're at a birthday party for them and they're in the other room feeling like they don't belong and feeling like they don't fit in and feeling very sad and very depressed is there really anything wrong in their head they really feel like something Mm -hmm. wrong but maybe they're just a four feeling, four things. Yeah. And if they recognize that it might loosen its hold on you a little bit and you can return back to the party and just enjoy yourself. And if you're you're a six wing five, then what growth would look like for you is seven. In other words, when, when stuff feels like a problem to you, you could ask yourself, what would a seven say about this? What would they do? What would Robin Williams or Jim Carrey or Jack black? What, mm-hmm. how would they, how would they relate to this? And well, they'd probably laugh at themselves. They, mm-hmm. they'd probably grab the microphone and start talking. They, mm-hmm. they'd be more assertive. They'd right. Be, yeah. And they'd be more playful and they would try something new and they would look on the bright side and they would say, it's going to be great. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. About it. It's going to be fine. <laughs> People are going to love you.
0: (laughs) So, so for the nine that's in the, um, the body center and they are disconnected from the thinking and the action, right? Right. The thinking and the feeling. Tell me how that works for the nine. Okay.
1: So, okay. So they're in the action group. So they're either, they're either doing Mm -hmm. routines, doing things that don't require them to process and really show up fully. They're just doing stuff Uh or they're dreaming they're thinking and feeling about what they would like to do but are they actually doing the things they're thinking and feeling not necessarily they tend to they they tend to avoid doing what needs to be done by doing other things Uh so they're in the doing group but they're kind of separated from doing sometimes so if they could get their thinking and feeling like if you pull them aside and say well let me ask you tanya what do you think? And how do you feel? And do you want to be a dentist? Do you want the job at the auto parts store? And they start to get in touch with their thinking and feeling. Well, then why are your actions not matching up to what you're thinking and feeling? But they're just acting over here without necessarily connecting it to their thoughts and feelings. If If we could blend the two a little bit, then maybe you could do the things you're thinking and feeling rather than just one day someday maybe i'll get around mm-hmm. to it
0: and the avoidance of the nine i can certainly and i don't know if that maybe that's my adhd i can absolutely avoid something are six as big avoiders like i will avoid phone calls i will avoid doing a project i will avoid
1: and maybe the question like is why things, like why
0: it just feels too painful i just like oh like sitting down and like doing this thing that i've never done like feels really painful it feels really like like um I've never done this before and I don't want to sit down and read to figure this out I don't read instructions if I'm putting together an Ikea thing it's like I'm going to have my nail gun out putting this thing together because I'm not a rule follower in that way I'm like just get this stupid thing done and so I can try to cut cut corners to you know make my life easier or just avoid it altogether that's not responsible that's not six ish you know, that's not six-ish, I don't think at all, to be, be so, I can be very irresponsible yeah. um, with things that you would, and- things that you would think, like, okay, time to pay that bill, like, it's, <laughs> it's time, but I'm like, oh, but the phone call, the, you know, lifting up my phone, and waiting on the, it, I do that talking a ton. To a strange, talking
1: to a stranger, and
0: yeah, even like- if, even if I have the anxiety of, there's that phone call you need to make, got to have that phone call. I'm like, the anxiety is not pushing me to do it enough right now. Right. So I just push it down.
1: Right. And yeah, I don't know. I mean, when you said cutting corners, I think of threes and sixes under stress. Oh, I'm like not threes. a three. No, but six, six is, is under stress. stress.
0: I got you. I got you. Yeah. Yeah. They start
1: pulling away from the pack and proving themselves and their worth and their value to the team so that they don't get fired, you know, and yeah. cutting corners and being deceitful and, and those kinds of things.
0: <laughs> right. Thanks not so you. much, Dr. Not Tom. You. Yeah,
1: not you. I mean, of course. I feel
0: great about myself. Thanks. Right. I'm just kidding. Well, I
1: mean, and, and again, the, the, the number you disintegrate to is kind of like a warning you know, for you, like you need to care about the things I care about and do the things I do, or you're going to end up here, you know, in your outhouse, you'll end up there at some point. I mean, like mm-hmm. think of seven and a one. If sevens don't do the responsible thing, they'll end up having to do the responsible thing. Yeah. At some point. Right? So what
0: does three say to six?
1: Three say to six?
0: Like, like being more responsible, like in health. If I was, no, I wouldn't be a three. I'll be a nine. If I'm a six, I would go to nine in health. Right. So a health, Correct. so it would be telling me, you know, it's going to be okay. Chill out. Like Well,
1: that, yeah, that's what you want to hear. Yeah. Yeah. You, you want to hear the six stuff. I think the three is saying, you know, you need to, things like this. Threes, everything they do is strategic, which is a little different than sixes. Like sixes are creating a strategic plan like think like an escape route, you know, or, or a safety plan. Mm -hmm. If this conversation isn't moving my value forward in some way, then why are we doing this? Mm -hmm. Okay. And sixes aren't trying to be the most valuable player on the team. They're trying to be a great team captain or a great team player, but there's a little bit of, you know, three that, there's some wisdom there saying from the three to the six, like maybe you need to have a strategic plan of bettering yourself to be a better employee. And maybe it's not a bad thing to stand out and do a better job than just blending in with the team. Maybe Mm -hmm. you should work a little harder, set some goals for yourself and improving yourself to make yourself a better contributor in some Mm -hmm. way. And, you know, I think sixes are worried that if my head sticks up too high, it's going to get shot. Mm. You know? And if I fall behind too slow, I'm, I'm going to get, you know, eaten up. So I've got to stay in the middle. i got to stay in the pack. And a three might say, look, if you do that strategy for too long, you might end up panicked and find yourself doing three things under panic. Why don't you just start improving yourself now? Why don't you just pass yeah, out your card, you hand your card out, that might feel awkward for sixes, like you're selling yourself, you know, mm-hmm. you're pushing yourself on others and, and you might, then people might think, well, what's into to her? Why is she promoting herself? Threes are always promoting themselves. You mm-hmm. know, they just, a little bit of that might be good.
0: If mm-hmm. you don't
1: do it, you might lose your job and have to do it.
0: Right. Exactly.
1: Right. All
0: right, Dr. Tom. Let's see I'm gonna let you go because you've given me so much information to chew on. (laughs)
1: Yeah. You're still at your I'm so confused. No, I'm not
0: confused. I'm not confused. I really, you know, after listening to all your videos and talking to you today, I really am like leaning more towards six six five, like social six five. Yeah. Um, and that's okay. That's and do okay you not me. know?
1: And do you not know because you haven't given it attention, like a nine, because it's not a problem? Or do you not know because you overthink it, like a six?
0: <laughs> I reached out to you for help. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, for help. <laughs> oh, mate. Okay, so before you go, tell us about your enneagram um, coaching yeah. certification and what you're doing right now.
1: Yeah. So, you know, when I started the channel, I just started putting information out because I was interested in it. I'm an enthusiast. I'm enthusiastic about it. And it's great stuff. People are going to be helped by this, you know. Mm -hmm. And then it wasn't very long, about three or four months, people started reaching out for, Hey, can you help me with this question? Email, email, email. Mm -hmm. And then my wife again said, Why don't you offer coaching appointments? You know, people can talk to you all they want. And you can get out of my hair, you know, I think mm-hmm. is what she was saying. <laughs> so at first I just said yes. I just said, okay, well, I'm just gonna open up my whole calendar, as many appointments as people want to book, and I'll realize at some point that I I have too many.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: and I just wide open, what will happen? And really quick 30, 35 hours a week scheduled for appointments. Wow. And I realized, okay, I can't. I can't sustain that. I can't mm-hmm. really do that, especially when I have a full-time job, you know, I can't right. really do that. So I squeezed it down to about 10 appointments a week that I, that I, I schedule.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and then after that, I started having people saying to me that they wanted to be able to do the same things I was doing. And, and how could I show them what I'm doing? Could I, could I help them understand what coaching would look like if you did it from an Enneagram perspective. Yeah. And a lot of this, I, I learned of course from reading, but I, a lot of this, I learned just from doing it, you know, mm-hmm. hundreds and hundreds, maybe a thousand or more appointments with people. You start to, you start to hear similar stories mm-hmm. and start to see obvious connections. And so what I do with the certificate program is it's just a six week, short, very practical zoom class. Um, where I unpack for people, this is the process that I use. This is what I've stumbled into. This is what I've found that works in helping people realize their type, like the problem that you're dealing with Mm -hmm. or what balance and health looks like or relationship struggles and all that. And, and then, you know, again, I'm overwhelmed with relationship problems because people's relationships are not doing well. Mm -hmm. And I've had to kind of settle in on, well, what strategies do I use with couples or with you know people that are trying to get along and not getting along very well and so the relationship coaching certificate is going to be focused six weeks again short to the point very accelerated very abrupt is this is what i do with couples or help even sometimes single people maybe the the other person's not interested in making it a better relationship that doesn't mean there's no hope um but so those Those certificate programs are designed to help people learn to do what I do, and then they can take it in whatever direction they want. I just kind of take them behind the scenes and say, this is the process that I use with with helping people. And some appointments, you know, some appointments are good and some appointments are great. And those great ones are, are awesome where you really feel like you've helped somebody, you know, reach another level. Yeah. In their or turn a corner. Or, or, yeah, Yeah. exactly. Exactly. That's
0: great. Yeah. Well, I think um, what I like about you and I think what other people like about you is you are the real deal. Like you, you're not, you're not putting on the fluff. You're just like, this is it. We're going to do yeah. this together. Let's pull out. You, I see you got your book in your hand. Whenever you're on your videos, you're like, all right, guys, and this is what it looks like. And you're pulling, you're reading it, but then you're pulling in examples. You're talking about your life. You're talking about your clients. And I, I do not, I, I get very bogged down with the, um, the glitz of social media and, and I can have a, a real, like, um I guess chip on my shoulder for the, I don't know, maybe it's not, I just get annoyed at the threes and the eights and the sometimes sevens in the world that are like, yeah, like this is yeah. great. And I'm awesome. Sevens. And YouTube I got the glitz.
1: YouTube is full of sevens yeah. reviewing one item after another gluttony Yeah
0: you know? exactly and so it's just it makes me feel very small or I can't do that or I'm not even going to try so your presence is very trustworthy so good. that's a 6 thing That's a 6 um, thing and I think 9s 9s want to trust people too 9s need right. trustworthy people so I I really think you're doing a good job so Thank you keep, I appreciate it Keep doing that. what you're doing
1: I will Thank you. <laughs> and they can just go to my website tomlahue.com and all my information there for coaching appointments or certificate programs is all right there.
0: Yes, and your okay, YouTube Lindsay, channel is,
1: is whatever Dr. Tom Lehue. Just type and you're in like, that. Uh, yeah.
0: Yes. Right. But um, but you said website is the best.
1: For yeah yeah for, yeah. for the certificate the program and the right website. All right. Is like
0: Great. Thank you okay. so much. Have a Enjoyed good day. It.
1: Yes, ma'am. Thanks. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.